Hi and welcome back to Mum of Three. So in this podcast today we're going to be talking about how to choose the perfect ESA. Now for those who don't know what an ESA is, that is an emotional support animal. Now emotional support animals are perfect for those who suffer from any kind of mental illness. They can be even good for children who have mental disabilities even or fully grown adults with mental disabilities, whether that be them on the autism spectrum or, you know, a variety of things. Um, so let's get down to the nitty gritty in a way. When it comes to choosing that ESA, you have to think wisely about them because, yes, they are a living being. But they are also a responsibility. You have to think about them long term. So when it comes to choosing one, you have to think wisely about what you would like to get. And what kind of responsibilities would you like on top of that. But don't get me wrong, having that kind of responsibility has its rewards. Having a pet has its rewards. First things first, before you decide to get that pet, make those first two conscious conscious steps. Think about vets, like where are your best, nearest vets um, that are trustworthy and affordable for if you ever have any issues that you need to take your animal in to get checked up or, you know, an injury has happened or occurred. Next step is look into pet insurance. That means, you know, covering the basics and like if an animal breaks a bone and needs to have surgery or, you know, a pet gets sick and needs medications. Um, being Having a pet in comparison to going to the doctors for yourself can be very, very expensive and very different in money. Um, like just a pet consultation for for some people it can be 20 bucks for others it can be 75 and that's not including medications or anything like that whereas in comparison to a human it can be significantly cheaper <laughs> um so you've got to take those things into consideration too like not all pets needs um need veterinary care or anything like that for example my my boy of eight years that i had to put down he he had only had in his entire lifetime three vet visits one to get fixed the other to have um medications to help remove grass out of his palate because he hadn't been eating or drinking for several days and we were i was worried about him and the other one was just recent when i had him with my vehicle and felt very very bad for it um and i didn't have pet insurance i thought that oh yep i've got a pretty healthy cat he's been good so far who needs pet insurance so wrong on so many levels pet insurance is vital guys so before you get yourself your ESA think about those things first right once you've got that sorted think about what kind of animal you want do you want a dog do you want a cat do you want a gerbil I mean you know we don't get gerbils in New Zealand hey maybe it's a rat <laughs> Or maybe it's a bloody alpaca or a horse or a donkey or a cow. Either way, it all counts and you've got to think twice about it. 
when it comes to those ESAs, you've got to think about what the cost of their upkeep is. For me, I'm a massive cat lover, and cats are pretty fucking simple to look after and pretty easy. I mean, some of them you can go here, feed them, and then chuck them outside for the night and go, right, you're done. See you tomorrow. <laughs> or come see me when I need you, you know. Um, whereas you've got dogs, if you get them from puppy, you've got to then toilet train them, um, walk them every day, medications, immunizations. Like, don't get me wrong, the cats have the same thing, but not as advanced. Cats are easy to toilet train, like super easy to toilet train. Um, cats aren't as needy as dogs. Cats you don't have to walk every day. And I mean, hey, maybe you're a rat person. Maybe you're easy going with handling a rat every day just for cuddles and cleaning out their cage once a week. Who knows? I mean, you could be a bunny lover who can... And by the way, you can do this. You can actually toilet train a rabbit. You can house train, toilet train a rabbit. Where they will actually go on a litter box and not just poop and pee everywhere they go. But yeah, it's like I said, each animal is something you have to think about. Whether you want to get a rabbit, a guinea pig, a cat, a dog, etc. Then you sit there and think about, okay, do I want to raise the animal from infancy so when I say infancy from like either a puppy or a kitten etc or do I want to get a rescue animal now the reason why I say this yes a lot of people lean towards rescue animals and I'm pro rescue animals but in saying that sometimes rescue animals just do not match up with you and this is vitally important if you're getting an ESA it is vitally important that you have an animal that matches you like you can go, oh, I like that dog because it's pretty, or I like that cat because of its uh, of its long tail. That's not how you should go about picking an ESA. When it goes about picking them, it's actually more about they pick you. You may like them, but that animal may not get on with you. We here in New Zealand believe in this wonderful policy or wonderful thing you know code of conduct a code we live by us animal lovers live by a code and if we are ready to adopt an animal whether that be a dog or a cat we go visit them we sit down we get to know them we cuddle them and then ultimately we decide based on how they interact with us if that cat is disinterested in you then it's not for you. But then you go visit, say, another house that has like three litter, uh, has three kittens, and the runt out of the lot takes a liking to you, but the one you really want has is completely disinterested in you. You take that runt, you take it home, and you treasure it because that runt had chosen you, and that's how you know you're going to have a perfect relationship with this animal is that animal chooses you based on how it feels with you because animals have a sense of um not only just connection but they know things about you that you don't even know about yourself and if they think that they can help you they will choose you if you find that you leave 
unhappy and dissatisfied because you didn't find a connection with the cat, that's okay. That means that that litter or that group of dogs or puppies, kittens or cats, there was just not a fitting match for you there. But don't give up hope because it will be out there. Because I, if you look at researchers today, those who actually just pick up the best looking dog or the best looking cat or the best looking rabbit without actually getting to know the animal first, um, nine times out of ten that animal either gets neglected or returned back to the animal shelter or pet shop or, um, you know, breeder or owner. And that's really saddening. Saddening? I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one thing you have to take into consideration about the anim uh, about your ESA is you need to make sure you pick the right fitting one. And the thing is, you may, you all sit there and say, well, how will I know? Mum of three, how will I know if this animal's right for me? You will know, trust me. Perfect example here, my buddy of eight years who passed, who passed away, right before I picked him, I turned around and said to a friend, you know what, I'm ready for a cat. I have my first baby on the way, I've got a house of my own, I think I'm ready for a cat. I think I'm ready to have that little companion at home. And she said, because you've said that, I've actually got kittens. Would you like to come have a look? And I said, yeah, sure. And I ended up staying for the night. And I sat there playing away with all the, uh, with these kittens. There was only two left. And one that I really, really wanted, she was disinterested in me. But this other one, oh my God. He tore the shit out of my hand. He thought it was hilarious. He would come up and play with me and if I'd attempted to play with the other kitten he would get grumpy at me for doing so and then I looked at my friend and I said he's the one. He's the one I'm taking home. Well at that stage we thought he was a she and then found out he uh, she in fact had balls. <laughs> but yeah she didn't under quite understand at the start why I went for this cat that was a right asshole to begin with. <laughs> um, but he matched me, he chose me, and we had eight wonderful years together. Eight wonderful years together, and he was just perfect. He was my best friend in every way possible. And, yeah, so I have decided, even though it was just the other day that I put my baby down, I have decided that I will get another cat, and it will be another male, and most likely if I would like it really depends on <laughs> the situation and whether I'm going to have a cat that's going to match me or not. Um, I would like to have another black male. But it's all down to, you know, personality matches and if the animal chooses me or not. Um, but it will definitely have to be a male cat simply because male cats, they can grow up to really good big sizes and they can be heavy. And I just love, just from experience with my last boy, having a big heavy cat sleep on top of you has a calming effect it's like a weighted blanket effect um so yeah 
when I'm ready, obviously I won't be ready for a while, but when I'm ready, I would ideally like to get another black kitty. Um, just because being left alone without an ESA in my life has been hard for the last couple of days. I felt pretty lost, I felt pretty alone. Waking up and not finding a cat at the end of my bed or waking up having to fight back for my space on my bed, um, walking around the house and not having him around my legs, cooking dinner last night and not having him, you know, harassing me to feed him, not having him in the bathroom watching me, <laughs> all of that stuff. It's been super hard. I've, you know, even though I've got all these friends and family and support, having no cat has made me feel pretty alone. Um, having my ESA gone yeah it's it's hard so when it comes to choosing your ESA think wisely what do you want same same when it comes to breed actually when it comes to the breed of the animal that also plays a massive part too like I was speaking to a family member about it today and I said you know ideally if I could I'd have a bangle kitty simply because of their coat but however I know that's just not for me they are a hyperactive cat and they need a lot of attention um, a lot of you know um, 24-7 you know playtime and interaction I just do not have the mental capacity to do that considering I've already got three children and I go out three times a day or not three times a day, but three times, four times, sometimes even five times a week. And that would mean that for hours at a time, this Bengal cat would be left if left alone for too long, making that poor thing suffer, and that's not fair on that breed of cat. I'm more suited to a common household cat, one that likes to laze around all day and, you know, cuddle all the time and occasionally plays. That's my sort of cat because I'm the sort of person that likes to occasionally play. I'm the sort of person that likes to relax and just spend time with loved ones. That's, you know, so it's the sort of bond that I want with a cat. I don't want a hyperactive cat that doesn't want, that wants to play with me too much um, instead of cuddling sometimes. I don't want a cat that is completely disinterested in me. Um, so these are the things that you have, like, now I have to think about again. Um, going forward with getting another AM ESA in my life. Now, this other part's very important too about the whole, um, you know, getting them as a puppy or a kitten versus adopting a shelter animal. Now, for some people, like say for example in dogs, a shelter and a shelter dog is probably more suited if you wanted a dog, because they've already developed their personality. They've already most of them are already toilet trained and um you know even behavioral trained and all of that they've probably already been to puppy school if they've been to puppy school that sort of thing um then you could pick up their personalities and get to know each dog and see what dog suits you cats i'm not so sure about like for me i have a um, an abandoned kitty in my house at the moment who I'm looking after and I'm trying to currently rehome 
and I would have kept him but the thing is it's just not the right time for me I've just lost my main baby and there is just no emotional connection between me and this ginger kitty there's just it's just if there's no emotional connection then there's just no happy relationship there and it's not fair on yourself and it's not fair on the pet so I'm in the process of trying to find him at home um, because that was the original plan in the first place once he had healed that um, and once I got his weight back up that he was going to go find a forever home and that's still on the cards um so for me personally I am going to start off with a kitten because I need to be able to create that bond from an early age with them I need to be able to um sort of start from scratch with training and etc for me I've found that me personally I found it really hard to train adults all over again from toileting and stuff like that like um going in a litter tray and even though they're pretty intu intuitive and they can do that sort of stuff but some of them aren't and I just don't have that kind of patience for adult cats um and because they've gone from one home to another I could end up with a cat that's very very unsettled or a cat that just really fucking dislikes me or can like me to begin with and then all of a sudden start hating me for no reason and I do not want that I do not want to traumatize myself or the cat with that sort of stuff so I mean everyone is different some people have taken a lot of adopted um you know kitties that are in need of a home and stuff like that but as a wise pet owner I will be making sure that the cat when I'm ready to get a cat it will be microchipped and de-sexed um, this is the other reason why I want to go for a male is because males are easier to get de-sexed and they have a faster healing time and less um, complications um, and I don't know I don't know what it is or why I just tend to get on with male cats better than I do female cats I mean my oldest has got a female cat and me and that cat is just we just don't get along is <laughs> the odd occasion I'll let her get comfortable with me but that's it so yeah um this is like also like a babbling sort of like conversation with you guys about ESAs and how to choose them but I hope I make some sense with you guys I should really do another proper formal um podcast with you guys talking about how to pick an ESA properly but you know this is just a dipping the toes in the water situation since I've just lost my main baby who was my emotional support animal for the last eight years um and it has been a very very emotional transition for me losing him and it's officially been a week since I hit him with my car and I'll probably not get over that for a very long time and and that's one thing that you'll find too with an emotional support animal if your animal is physically hurt by someone or something else you're not as upset but if it was you personally who'd up who had physically hurt your animal that required immediate vet attention you know you you feel an immense guilt you feel quite a lot of feelings so yeah it is it is wise to pick pick your ESAs wisely or it is best to pick EAs wise ESAs wisely and to um yeah also one other note too one thing that I do with my baby and with my fur babies when I get them I let them name themselves 
And when I mean by letting them name themselves, I give them two weeks and I learn their personalities and I name my animals based on their personalities. You find that you'll get on with your animals better if you do it that way. Alrighty. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcasts. I hope I made some sense in the last 20 minutes. Um, if you got, if you guys have any form of ideas, opinions, or anything you reckon I should add to these ESA um, talks, then let me know. Um, I'd be more than happy to add them in and go from there. So you can find me on all social media platforms under Mum of Three or Mum of Three 2018. Um, this is where you could give me your feedback, your thoughts, your feelings, opinions, whatever you may wish. And um, yeah, I'll be sure to put in whatever comes through onto podcasts. In the meantime, thank you for taking the time to listen. I really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, I will catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye.